Good day, everyone. This is a special edition of the QMC EMS Board and Caller, and I'm happy that you joined us. This is actually a webinar that we did on October 23rd, 2019, and I really felt that it was well worth the time to convert it over into a podcast. So joining us today is Tim Myers. Tim is the Regional Human Resource Manager for QuickMed Claims. We're happy to have him. And his discussion will focus on employee retention and retaining good employees, which we all know is a huge issue when it comes to emergency medical services across the United States. So without any further ado, I'll introduce Tim to you and let him take it away. Of course, we're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. So just wanted to go through and kind of talk a little about how we can recruit um, some new talent, um, engage the talents that we already have, and then uh, retain them and hopefully stay within the company um, and be good talent for you in the long run. So I just wanted to share a few things um, with you real quick. Um, first, we want to discuss, and hopefully my screen works here for those who are following along. There we go. So I just wanted to um, kind of share some of the top uh, five uh, motivators that attract employees to the um, this organization or with the, your organization. And the one will be um, big thing that a lot of employees are looking for when they're looking for new job opportunities. Is there opportunity um, for um, job stability? Um, that's huge right now um, for everybody. So when you are talking to employees and recruiting the employees, talk about some of the tenure um, that your employees have had that are currently with you. Um, maybe talk about if your company and organization is growing, that this is a new position um, and that your organization is growing and that's why they're looking for new talent. Um, they really wanna hear that in the long run if they join you, that there is going to be opportunity and that they are gonna be able to have a place to stay and grow at. Another opportunity that and, uh, individuals are looking for when they're looking for a new job opportunity is their advancement opportunities. Um, these are great things. Um, some people don't necessarily wanna stay in the same job that they're in, but they wanna stay within the organization they're in. Um, so discuss when you're recruiting new talent, you know, this position is open because we just advanced Jimmy um, into a new management role. There's always opportunities to possibly grow with the organization and talk about that as well when um, recruiting new talent. Another thing, which I definitely think in this uh, type of environment is definitely people are looking for a challenging work. Um, they wanna be challenged, they don't wanna be stagnant. Um, and as we know in this profession, um, this job is never the same um, any day of the week or year. Um, so talk about the challenges that you know, they would face and talk about you know, how exciting some of these challenges can be and how rewarding these challenges can be. Um, employees definitely want to hear that um, and want to know that they're going to be challenged and not stagnant in a position. People want to know um, that there's going to be opportunity to learn, um, whether that's new skills, if that's everyday um, opportunity to learn, but people are looking to expand their horizons and learn new skills. Um, so if your organization offers um, 
ability to get additional education, um, whether that's different certifications, talk about that, that you offer free CPR classes, that you offer you know, all different type of classes that they can continue to get certifications and education if your organization op or offers that. Um, but they definitely like to learn and learn new skills. So even maybe within your organization, if you have a trainer um, within your company, um, talk about how, you know, Sally is a trainer. She'll be training you on new things all the time. We have quarterly trainings, monthly trainings, whatever that might be. But they want to know that they're going to be um, getting the education that they need, that they're successful in the role they are. Um, and in the long run, that helps you as well. If they're continuing their education, um, that's only going to help your organization in the long run with the knowledge and the skill that they have as an employee. And lastly, um, individuals like the opportunity to help and to give back to others. Um, so especially in this environment, that's exactly it. Um, talk about maybe how many runs you do in a day or a week. Um, talk about how not only are you, you know, helping others you know, medically, but you also give back to the community, maybe different charities you might support, maybe um, other opportunities that they can give back to their community. They're, they're, they're doing this job because they love to help others. Um, so talk on that, how other opportunities that they, you and your company help and give back to others. So that's different ways that you can attract employees. Um, I also wanted to talk about how you can um, engage your current employees. Um, you wanna find out what motivates them, what can get them to perform um, within your organization. So different ways that you can um, engage your employees. I think this one is very, very important, but make sure that there is trust and belief in their senior leadership within the organization. Um, I think this is number one thing that um, employees are looking for. They want to be able to trust um, from the top down. Um, so make sure that you know your senior leadership is constantly communicating your mission, your mission statement, what your goals are, um, and kind of have that open door policy. Um, you know, you want the employees to be able to come in and engage with you and be able to share um, with them and have that trust that they're looking for. Um, I kind of touched on this just a little bit ago, but you know, make sure that you are being clear and that you're sharing your goals and your objectives within your organization. Um, employees don't like being kept out in the dark. Um, they, you know, try to be as transparent as you possibly can. You know, being in HR, you know, you, this is huge too. Um, you know, you just want to make sure that you're constantly keeping your employees in the loop as much as you possibly can. I mean, there is definitely confidentiality. Um, things that you need to follow, but they want to make sure that you're being clear and that you're sharing the goals and objectives at all times. They want a good relationship with their immediate supervisor, and I think this one is really, really important. So it goes back kind of to the trust and the belief, but with their immediate supervisor, it's a little different. Um, they want to make sure that they have somebody who they can talk to about anything, especially, you know, in this field, they're dealing with a lot of stressors. Um, they want to be able to feel confident enough that they can go to their leader and trust their leader um, if they're dealing with any stress, if they're dealing with any personal anxiety, um, but they want that immediate, uh, you know, relationship with them. You know, they want that um, feedback from their supervisor as well. Um, I always say to our supervisors um, everywhere that I've, you know, been with is that an employee should not be worried about their performance come review time. Um, when you know they have their annual reviews once a year, if you do give them, um, anything that you talk about in that review should not be a surprise to an employee. 
because as a, a good leader should be constantly giving them feedback at all times, um, whether if that is the good things that they're doing or the areas of opportunity that they need to work on. And that will build the good relationship between the employee and the immediate supervisor. Um, they want to make sure that the company has a positive um, image. So, you know, celebrate wins, um, celebrate opportunities, celebrate um, just the positive things that are going on with an organization. Um, you know, a positive organization is going to make a positive employee. Um, you can go on any kind of career site now and there's going to be company reviews. Um, and that's a place for employees, whether if it is present or past employees, can go up and kind of rate an organization. And you wanna make sure that you're constantly having a positive image on there. Um, so again, by engaging with your employees, you can help do that as well. So a reasonable workload um, and flexibility, and I know this is challenging in this field, um, but you wanna make sure that, you know, you're giving your employees a reasonable workload um, that you're not stressing them out um, because we know that when employees have a stressful workload, they can underperform or make mistakes. Um, so you want to make sure that you're, you're giving them a reasonable workload and be flexible when you can with them. Um, if an emergency happens for them personally and they need to step away, uh, make sure you're being flexible with them as you much as you possibly can and being understanding with them. So different ways that you can retain your employees, it kind of goes along with the engagement, but just wanted to um, share some other ways that you can retain your current employees. Um, you know, again, it kind of goes back to when you're recruiting them, they want to know that, you know, once they're in there, that there is opportunity advanced. You know, if you can recruit within your company and promote within your company, that goes a long way. Employees really like to see that. So continue that message even once they're in the door. It's not just when you're trying to recruit your talent. Um, you definitely want to continue that um, message once they're in the door. So opportunity to advance is a good way to retain employees. A good physical work environment. I think this one is really important. You want to make sure that you have the most up-to-date equipment that you possibly can. And um, you want to make sure that they are working um, with all the equipment that they need. If they're missing anything and it is required for you know, their job and to provide the safety of others, you know, you definitely want to be able to get that for them. Um, and just to making sure that they are constantly feeling safe within their role. They won't want to be able to not have the equipment or the good work environment and then therefore not be able to provide the care that they need for their patients. Stability in their position. Again, um, you talked about that when you recruited them. So let's talk about it once they're in the door. Um, you know, you want to show them that, hey, you have opportunity here. Um, you know, you can see that with the different, um, you know, runs that we're doing, um, but you just want to make sure that they constantly feel that they're stable there, providing positive feedback, uh, making sure that they understand that they're doing a good job. You don't ever want to put fear in the employee um, when it's not necessary. Um, so talking about the stability of their job is really important. Tim, I have a couple questions that have come in. Would you cut, be, be okay to take a break at this moment? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. I think it's relevant. Sure. <laughs> I no know problem. I talk a lot, so please stop me at any point. <laughs> no, no, no. You're doing great. Thanks very That's much. Nice. But uh, let me cover these while they came come in here. Um, this one comes from our folks out in Colorado. Uh, I'm not sure if you're going to cover this later or not, but we'll ask it now. Um, how do you feel about using social media versus print newspaper uh, for attracting uh, prospective employees? 
No, that's a great question. So, I mean, I don't know how it is in Colorado. Um, I, I spent some time there, but um, that was many, many years ago. Um, but here in the area, we find that a lot of newspapers are kind of, I hate to say it, going to the wayside, which is unfortunate. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of companies are going to the social media routes um, to recruit new talent. Um, I know here in particular, we use Facebook to recruit talent. Um, we use LinkedIn. Um, but I think social media is a great resource to recruit new talent. Um, let's face it, everyone is constantly on their phone, and, and I don't think it's because they're making phone calls. I think it's because they're going onto the social media outlets. Um, so I think that's really important. If your company can afford that, I definitely think it's a great opportunity to look into to use social media, absolutely. Follow up to that uh, question, uh, same, same person, same group. Uh, they're asking if you believe one uh, social media outlet is better than the others. I guess you did mention Facebook and LinkedIn. Do, uh, do you feel there's a, a preference? Do, you, do we attract uh, more with LinkedIn versus Facebook or some of the um, you know, job search websites? Absolutely. Um, I mean, it depends on the type of position that you're looking for. Um, if it's more of a managerial, what I find, especially at least in our roles here at QMC, which is a little different um, than what you might be looking for, but if it's a management role, um, I tend to feel that LinkedIn is a really good resource because um, they are that's more of the management type um, website. Um, but I think you can get a lot of uh, everyone's on Facebook. It seems like this day and age, so I think. You know, there, it depends on your market and you can do when you're looking to figure out what media outlet that you're looking to, there's rep sales representatives um, for both Facebook and for LinkedIn that you can ask for um, statistics of, you know, how many people are pulling for this, how many people are pulling for that. So if you do reach out to a local sales rep um, to kind of find a little bit more out about the social media outlet and how many people are clicking um, to apply for certain jobs, ask for the statistics. It's there and they can provide it for you. Good. And here's another one. Thanks for that, Tim. Here's another yeah. one. This is coming to us from New Hampshire, going from one end of the country to another. Uh, so uh, the question is, and I'm trying to make sure I state it uh, as they wanted it here. <laughs> the question is, uh, our previous administration had some challenges and as a result, we received poor ratings on Indeed. How do we counter that? Because we, there's a new administration at our organization who's made significant changes. I think what they're saying here is, how do we get out from under that previous administration's um, umbrella of that, under, um, out from under that black cloud from the previous administration? Absolutely. So something that you can do, and it, you can't make anybody do this, but you know, what we um, have done in the past is, um, you know, don't be afraid to, in a team meeting, kind of show some of the feedback that you're getting on the social media outlets and just remind the employees that hopefully, um, you know, things are better now and the employees that you have there have that positive attitude and are willing to maybe share. Um, like I said, those outlets aren't not just for past employees that might've gone on there and vented about the old leadership, um, stress to the current employees if they are passionate enough to maybe share their experience of how the organization is now to please go on and share their thoughts and provide the feedback as well. Um, 
Some of the websites, not all, you can go on and actually add an additional comment under the comment that the maybe disgruntled employee left. Um, I don't believe Indeed is one of them, but some of the other ones, if you're looking online, you can provide additional um, feedback. But I think the main thing is really engaging your current employees um, and encouraging them if they feel passionate enough about your organization to provide the feedback of how things are in the current state. Good. No more questions for the moment, Tim. Continue on. Excellent. And I hope those answered your questions. If you have any other questions, please let me know. We, I have some pauses in here to ask additional questions, so please feel free. Um, and I think we were still talking about how to retain your current employees. Um, so again, it kind of goes back to how, what are you providing to the employees to handle their stress? Um, as we know, um, in this role, the job is very, very stressful. Um, so what are you providing? Are you providing counseling for employees for free? Are you providing any other services that the employee can take advantage of if they're dealing with stress? Um, it kind of goes back to that relationship with their immediate supervisor. If they have the stress anxiety, are they comfortable enough to go and talk to their immediate supervisor and, um, and their senior leadership? You want to make sure that they are able to handle the and manage that work stress. Um, so a good company would definitely provide um, some resources for them to be able to do so. So that's where I had questions. If there's no other questions, I can definitely um, move on, but I appreciate the early questions as they are. Is there currently any questions at this time? No more at the moment, Tim, but uh, thank you for uh, for pausing for us. I apologize for interrupting earlier. No, 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 no. please don't feel bad. I, I'd rather the questions be, um, asked as we're going um, instead of, you know, forgetting about something in the future. So please keep the questions coming. Thank you, everybody. Um, so I wanted to kind of go on and share uh, just kind of how to maybe motivate um, your employees, how to maybe do some recognition for your employees. Um, and this can be low cost um, ways to recognize your employees. A lot of employees are looking for that. They want their leaders to seek out opportunity. Um, to provide respect, recognition, and appreciation for the employees. So I just kind of wanted to share the top things um, that, you know, employees are talking about. So attend public events. Um, you know, with you guys working a lot with the community, there is opportunity to attend, whether if it's fairs, if it's attend carnivals, if it's attend whatever type of public event. Um, you know, let the employees attend those events. It shouldn't just be senior leadership. It shouldn't be just management. Um, let the employees attend the events um, let them be the face of your organization um, because they like to talk about, you know, what's going on. And I think that's really important. You know, support, um, you know, the employees publicly as well as privately. Make sure you're talking to them if there are, you know, some opportunities um, for you to give out shout outs or kudos. I have that down here further. Make sure you're doing that and make sure that you're recognizing them um, with other people within the organization. Ask for um, and share back feedback. So don't be afraid to go and ask the employees for their feedback. Um, you know, if you had a bad run or, you know, a challenging run, ask for their feedback. Ask how they feel that the run could have maybe gone a little bit better. Um, ask how, you know, you might be able to improve an organization. And we're gonna talk about that here sooner by doing pulse surveys. Um, don't be afraid to ask the employees for their feedback. Um, that goes a long way. It makes sure it makes them feel like um, they're valued um, and that they have the opportunity to share that. 
um, celebrate and, um, you know, acknowledge milestones. So maybe um, an employee just went on their 100th run. Maybe they've been with the organization for 10 years, whatever. Um, celebrate big milestones. Um, you know, they overcame a challenge, um, whatever the case may be, but celebrate and make those announcements. You have a lot of opportunities, whether if they're in huddles, um, if you have bulletin boards that you can make announcements on there. Um, and it doesn't even have to be work-related. If someone has a baby, if someone just got married or had a, you know, a big milestone outside the organization, it's okay to celebrate those as well. Um, you know, that you're with your work family more sometimes than you are with your home family. Um, so you want to celebrate everyone's wins in and outside of work. Um, I mentioned this just a second ago, but, you know, when you are in those meetings, make sure you're celebrating kudos, snaps, wins, whatever you want to call them. But people and employees love recognition. Um, they love positive recognition. Um, and whether if you do it privately or out loud, it goes a long way. So appreciation events and parties um, when you're able to and you have the funds to do so. I think this one's a good one too. And events and parties don't have to cost a lot of money, but you know, you just did, you know, your company's been around for 10 years, or you know, you just did, you know, your 10,000 run or whatever, but have them um, appreciation events, um, have parties for the employees, um, you know, whether if they're birthday parties or whatever, um, but appreciation events and parties are really important as well. When you have these events, another great way that employees um, feel that there's a way to motivate them, um, invite leaders. So you guys just overcame a very challenging run um, and involved a lot of people within the community. Maybe invite your local um, community leaders, maybe invite your local other law enforcement um, to come and thank the, what your employees did, you know. Um, invite their family members if they're receiving an award or if they're receiving any type of recognition. Having their family there to show the pride of the work that they just did is really important. And that's another way, and it doesn't cost a lot of money for the family to attend these events. Service awards and gifts. Um, so we were talking about tenure. Um, you know, hopefully at this point, you know, you've engaged your employees enough and that they are um, staying within your organization for a long period of time. Um, I know some companies do service awards or service gifts. So every five years that they're with an organization. So celebrate their five year, their 10 year, and so on. Um, you know, and you can make the parties as big or as, as small as you want. Um, you can make the gifts as big or as small as you want, but they like to be recognized that they've been around for a while. Um, I think that's really huge with an organization that you can celebrate that with them. Are there any questions on some of the um, items that we just discussed, or maybe you want to share some things that you folks are doing um, to, you know, recognize your employees? I do have a question, Tim. I'll share it with everybody. I think it's actually a really good question, but the, the and this actually comes out of Oklahoma. Excellent. So, so the question is, we have a suggestion box in our ambulance service. Mm -hmm. We get lots of people putting suggestions in. Some just put bitches and moans in, and I'm quoting here, um, while others put good suggestions in. Should we read 
the legitimate suggestions to our staff to let them know we receive them and what people are asking, or is it better to just to keep it uh, with our leadership? No, I think it's really important. And a lot of companies do have suggestion boxes. Um, another thing that employee or some companies do is like pizza with the prez, um, where employees can actually come and have, or whatever your leadership titles are, um, for the employees to actually come and have the conversations in person so you can address things right away. But I think um, whether if they are positive or if there are, I don't like to use negative, um, I like to say area of opportunity. Um, if it's an area of opportunity, I think you most definitely should address that. Um, you can bring it up as a whole. Um, you know, those, most of those suggestion box are anonymous if they're brave enough to put their name. Um, you know, still keep it anonymous. But I think you absolutely should address the, both the positive suggestions as well as the areas of opportunity. Um, if it's an area of opportunity that you, you know, if it's a constant trend and you're constantly hearing it, I think it's time to address it. Absolutely. But I think it's, it, you absolutely should both um, acknowledge both. And I think that answers the, the follow-up question to that, Tim, and it was, should we share uh, with employees why we can't address certain suggestions? Absolutely. Um, if it's something, so we do focus groups um, and, you know, or even suggestion box like that within the organization, I think it's perfectly okay to kind of set the ground rules. Like, look, guys, we are here to listen to your suggestions, but there's these items that we can't discuss. Um, you know, if you're in the city, we can't discuss parking because there's obviously nowhere to park and um, we can't discuss pay. Um, you can set the ground rules of things that you can't necessarily discuss, um, but still keep it open um, and keep an open mind too when they're, um, and if there's things that you can't fix, be honest with them. Um, you know, it goes back to earlier is building that trust with the employees. They'd rather know that you can't fix it and they want to know the why behind that. So if you can provide a why, that goes a very long way. Good. Thank you. Absolutely. Any other questions? That's it for the moment. Great. 20-some people on, and they're all pretty shy. The EMS oh, there's no need to be shy. I hopefully... EMS so, people are really shy. I'm sure there's <laughs> a lot of people sitting at their desk right now laughing at me. I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Just like HR people are shy too. Yeah, exactly. So, excellent. Uh, I'm going to take a quick sip and we'll move on. No problem. Thanks. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about next is kind of how you can get a pulse of your employees. Um, and what I mean by that, this is really big right now in a lot of companies, both big and small, but it's pulse surveys. So um, some companies do them quarterly, some companies do them yearly. Um, some companies even do it while they're recruiting employees to get feedback from how they can possibly um, improve their recruitment process. Um, and I think these are really, really important. So I kind of wanted to share the different levels um, from a recruitment to tenured employees and some of the questions that you can ask um, to get a lot of information from them. Um, if you have the resources to do so, there are companies out there who specialize in pulse surveys and you can outsource that and they have a lot of great tools that they can um, help you with. But if you don't have those resources, you can send out these pulse surveys through um, different avenues to still keep it private, such as SurveyMonkey um, and other resources out there that you could still grab the knowledge you want and keep it anonymous. I mean, you be the one to 
to kind of dissect the data, or you can use these outside companies. But different um, ways that you, things that you're going to find out while you're doing this is kind of the purpose. So making sure that you're finding out that they understand your mission, your vision, and your values. You're also going to learn more about your people. Um, you're going to learn about the culture, the trust, the support, um, what they enjoy, um, what they dislike. You're going to learn about their feedback on their peers, their coworkers, and possibly some of the patients that they take care of. Other things that you're going to learn about is maybe their work, um, whether if it is a good work environment, a bad work environment, if you need to maybe improve the resources and the tools and tasks that they might need. Um, is another thing that you'll learn in these pulse surveys. Also, different things that you might learn in these pulse surveys is what kind of awards are they looking for, whether if it's, you know, a monetary or non-monetary. Um, you can learn about, you know, what is going to motivate your employees. So those are the big things that you're going to learn in these pulse surveys. And these are the different questions that you can ask, starting um, by surveying candidates as well as current employees. So things that you can ask um, when um, maybe after an employee has applied to send out a survey um, to them, um, and there's different tools that can um, have you do that, but ask them, what attracted you to apply? Um, you can also have a sidebar question. You know, you guys were asking earlier where would maybe be a good place to advertise. Ask them, how, what avenue did you use to apply for this job? Did you find us on social media? Did you find us on Indeed? Whatever the case may be. Other things that you can ask employees, both uh, um, what drives you to do your best? Um, this is kind of helping you find out what's going to you know, drive them, what's going to motivate them, what's going to help them want to be within your organization. And what keeps you with our company and what would drive you away? I think this is a very telling one with your tenured employees. Um, you know, find out what could possibly have them already looking for a job. Um, whether, you know, I think this is really important and when they know it's anonymous, um, they can be open and honest with that as well. But also what keeps you with your company, I think is a huge one. Because if you can find out why the employees are saying, you can use that when it comes to recruiting new employees. Hey, Sally's been with us for 10 years and she loves X, Y, Z. Um, but find out why your employees are staying. You can also learn about your onboarding, um, which is really important. Um, you, the uh, companies, there, there are statistics out there that unfortunately we do lose a lot of employees within the first 90 days if we don't have a on, strong onboarding program. Um, so different questions that you can ask um, about the onboarding program is, how were you introduced to the organization? Um, so when an employee comes into the company, are you going around and introducing them? Are you introducing them to the leaders? Are you introducing them to the employees? Where the purpose of the organization and um, mission statements made clear. Do they know what they're getting themselves into within the first 90 days? Do they understand their role? Um, you know, did they have the opportunity? Um, you know, the next question would be, um, do people know how to get the job done? Um, if you're not providing them the tools to get to point A, to point B, to point C, and things are unclear and blurry, that's going to make employees possibly leave your organization. And also, this is a big one. Do the members feel that they are supported um, to learn and to grow within the organization? So do they feel the support that they're getting within their first 90 days and onboarding period 
Um, that goes a long way because if they don't feel that support within the first 90 days and onboarding period, they're going to not feel it in the long run either. Um, so these are questions that you can ask about the onboarding process. Um, things that you can learn about the current employees that you have and their engagement within the organization is, again, kind of going back to um, what we were talking earlier. Do they feel they have the support from their immediate supervisor? I think this is really important. Um, statistics show now that employees don't leave the company, they leave their management. Um, so if they don't have good leaders and they don't have the support that they need from their immediate supervisor, that's why they're leaving your organization. Um, it might not because they have all the latest gadgets to perform, it's, it's their management. So find out if they feel that they have the support from their immediate supervisor. Um, also, do they trust their senior leaders? Again, employees don't leave because it's, they don't like the job, they leave because they don't have the support from their management and senior leaders. And lastly, another question that you can get a lot of feedback from is do they feel the organization has a good reputation? You know, that question earlier. Unfortunately, there was some leadership in the past that might have caused some bad reputation. That's why they're leaving. Find out how the employees feel about that now so you can make those changes um, and help them get that reputation that the, you want your organization to have. And then learn why people are leaving. Unfortunately, sometimes it's too late once they give their resignation, but you can do an exit interview. You can find out why a person left the company and you can learn a lot about that. Is their current pos um, position secure? Ask them that. Do they feel like they're secure? Do they feel that they have the opportunity to advance? Um, is their work environment safe um, and they feel supported both physically and mentally, make sure their mental well-being is um, in check as well. And then it's okay to ask an employee when they resign, so why are you leaving? Um, you know, being in an HR role, um, we do do exit interviews, and we find, believe it or not, at that point when an employee is ready to leave, they'll share a lot of information with you. Um, sometimes it's too late, but you can learn from that so you don't lose any other employees. I think that's really important. Um, and it doesn't have to be an HR professional who does those, um, you know, and one thing that when you are doing these um, type of, whether if it's a pulse survey or an exit interview or anytime that you're talking to an employee, make sure that they know that everything that you discuss is confidential, um, unless they bring up something that is compliance or gonna harm the safety of others, then you have to look into it and might not be able to keep things confidential. But let the employees know that this information is going to be kept confidential, that's here to help improve their work environment. Um, and I think these pulse surveys, you can learn a lot about your organization, um, especially when they know that it's confidential. They are not afraid to share um, when they have that time to share, um, which is really, really important. So I wanted to share that Paulson survey. Um, like I said, it's not just to learn about how to um, keep your new employees, but it's also maybe ways that you can learn from a recruitment standpoint to how to maybe improve your recruitment if you're doing some of these pulse surveys at the very, very beginning when people are applying for jobs. Any questions on the pulse surveys or anything? I do have a couple questions, Tim, but they're Excellent. not related to the pulse. Okay. So uh, from Florida, we are hitting all the corners here today. This it. is great. Yeah, yes, it's very great. good. And thank, <laughs> thanks to many of you for writing these questions. This is very helpful. 
as these are probably questions that many want to ask, but only few have the courage to type it out on the screen here. Absolutely. So thank you for that. So Tim, it's actually a really great question. How important is an employee handbook book, and what are the key elements that should be maintained within the handbook? Absolutely. So an employee handbook, I think, is very important. Um, employees love to go back and reference the handbook. Um, and I think in the handbook, you should have clear messaging. So, um, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Um, if your organization has a mission statement, if your company has core values, make sure that they're in there. Um, so then the employees know. Um, but I think your policies need to be spelled out and clear. Um, if you have an attendance policy, don't just say that if you call off, you're going to, um, you know, receive corrective action or whatever the case may be. Make sure you spell it out, um, whether how many call offs are allowed or whatever, um, because if you're not being fair and consistent with your policies and procedures, the employees will hold that over you. Um, but I think an employee handbook is very, very important. Um, and, you know, most companies should have them. Um, because it's a great resource to, for the employees, as well as a manager. Um, you know, you can go back and say, hey, you know, according to our handbook, this is in there. You knew that when you were hired, you know, we reference it. Um, I think, too, if you ever make any changes to your handbook, please make sure you're announcing it to the employees so that's no surprise to them either. Um, but yeah, I think an employee handbook is very important. Um, and I think you should just have all your policies and procedures spelled out. Um, clear and, um, you know, for all the employees to understand. Absolutely. Other question, Tim, from Pennsylvania. Uh, the question is, um, are there avenues for us to access human resource services since we're a small services and don't have that mm -hmm. within our own organization? Yeah, there is a lot of um, organizations that provide HR services. Um, I know a lot of smaller companies do outsource their human resources um, department. Um, and a good avenue that you could go and find some of these services is called SHRM, um, H, um, H oh, excuse me, excuse me, S SHRM. So it's um, SHRM.org. Um, it's an HR um, organization that provides a lot of services to HR professionals as well as companies that might be looking for services um, to outsource different things. You just asked about a handbook. Um, they have a, um, a handbook building software on there for you to use, um, but definitely check out that one. I think that one's probably a really, really good, strong resource for you guys to use um, to maybe outsource some of your HR needs. So, um... I don't know if we should answer this question, but I'm going to throw it out there with the, <laughs> so uh, I think in follow up to that question, we have uh, another person writing from uh, Illinois stating, can, few, can QMC provide HR services as a value added? So I'm not sure we're ready to answer that yet, Tim. So I'm going to say, uh, we'll get back to you on that. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But actually, well, hopefully a, that's because you guys feel so warmed and welcomed by me and you want me to help and support you. <laughs> so. Well, I, I actually think it's a good question, but I just don't yeah, think uh, we're at the point to give you a good answer. But it, it actually is a, it's a, it's a really good question because I, I recognize that this is uh there's sometimes employees have challenges that, uh, from a corrective action standpoint that, you know, we want to make sure we do things the right way. So 
Um, Absolutely. Not a bad, well, not a bad question. Sorry, just not going to give you the answer to this very. No, no, time. no. And kind of going back to that too is I, I think it's really important that if you don't have um, HR professionals and it comes time to do, I think that is when it's really good to have those resources earlier that you're asking um, in place because there are so many laws and regulations out there now to protect the employees as well as the employers. And you wanna make sure that you are constantly protecting yourself as an employer, uh, but also protecting the employee at all costs. Um, so some of those resources will provide legal um, support and recommendations as well to make sure that you're protecting yourself and your employees at all times. Great, thanks Tim. Excellent, any other questions right now? No more uh, at this moment. Okay. Great, so this is just uh, the last thing I kind of wanted to drive home is just five ways um, that you re can recruit, um, engage, and retain your employees, kind of a little bit of a refresher of what we just covered. Um, and then we'll wrap some things up here, but don't be afraid to try new things. Um, don't be afraid to try those social media outlets that we were just talking about. Um, don't be afraid to try new things to build the engagement within your organization. I think sometimes if you stay in the old mold and aren't afraid to break it, that's when things get stagnant. That's when the employees don't feel like um, things are changing and that things are going to um, improve and that's why they might leave you. So please don't be afraid to try new things. Um, I know sometimes it's, you know, it's challenging to dip your toe in the cold water, but if you make that plunge, you'd be surprised what you might discover underneath. Um, ensure your employees know that their work matters constantly provide that feedback. I think that is really important. Um, again, like I said earlier, they should not have to wait to their merit review um, to know how their performance is. Um, kind of along the same lines, if you are not doing performance reviews yearly, um, start doing them. I think they're so important um, and it really um, you know, engages the employees. Some organizations aren't even doing them yearly anymore. They are doing them quarterly now. Um, so they're not waiting um, to find out how they're doing every year. Establish a strong culture and communicate it. Again, make sure you have goals and objectives spelled out. Make sure you have mission statements. Um, build that strong culture and don't just spell, like build it and not do anything with it. Build it into your core values. Discuss it in your meetings. Um, something that we do here at QMC that I love is we do have our core values and then we have a rewards program around that where we give out um, points where the employees, if they do something that falls underneath their core values that they've gone above and beyond around our core values, they get points and then they can go onto a website and shop with these points. Um, you know, some employees thank us for that because that's how they get their Christmas shopping done that they might not have normally been able to afford things. Um, but it's just a really good um, way to, you know, build that culture, make sure that you're constantly driving it home and communicating it. So build and strengthen your employees within team activities. So team building activities, that continuing education that I talked about earlier, um, you know, have those team activities because I think Again, you, like I said earlier, you spend more time with your work family sometimes than you do your home family. Um, so you wanna have that strength, you wanna have that trust um, by doing different team activities with your employees. And lastly, make sure that the employees know that they're valued and they have a set career path. 
Some employees are very happy staying in the position that they are for 20 plus years, but there are definitely employees that want to have a career path. And what is that going to be? Um, and it doesn't have to be promotions, whether if they're getting different certifications, are they getting new degrees? Are they getting whatever they feel that they need to have a good career within your organization? I think is really important um, for the employees that they understand that. So those are the top five things that I kind of just wanted to drive home here at the end. Um, I wanted to open it up again one more time before we wrap things up here. If there are any other questions, um, any other comments, any feedback that you folks want to provide at this time. Just one more question, Tim, that I have for you. This comes again back out of Pennsylvania. Um, our benefit package to our employees offers employee assistance. The company pays additional for that. Uh, and I guess people aren't using it. Is there any way we can, is there any good way to promote employee assistance? Uh, I think you should be talking about it all the time. <laughs> uh, don't just wait to an employee who comes to you and says that they're struggling with something. Um, you know, here we promote it, um, at least, you know, the HR department promotes it when um, we have our HR forum. So if you're having any team meetings, it doesn't have to be from the human resources department, but if management is having any team meetings, Constantly bring it up when you can. Um, have a bulletin board around it. Um, but yeah, I think you should be constantly talking about your employee service program um, and don't wait till the employee comes to you and tell you that they're struggling with XYZ. Um, you should be constantly telling them about it so they know that they can reach about for it. Um, have the phone numbers posted everywhere. Um, have the websites posted everywhere. Um, but just constantly talk about it. You can bring it up in your team meetings. You can bring it up wherever that you feel would be fit. Good. Thank you. Absolutely. That's it for the questions. If uh, you folks have any others, uh, we've answered those that you've provided to us, typed out to us. Uh, feel free to. Um, we'll, we're here with you for a few more moments. But uh, Tim, uh, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciated you being here. You gave us a lot of food for thought. <laughs> and I actually think we had some really good questions today. Yeah, too, no, the questions the are great. Thank you so much. So, so. good. And uh, for those of you that are attending, should you have additional questions uh, after the presentation, don't hesitate at all in writing me. You can get me at gharvat at quickmedclaims or client services at quickmedclaims.com. Uh, most all of you, I know many of you that are online today, feel free to give me a call as well. That works. Uh, so just as a, uh, uh, a sidebar here, I'm actually coming to you from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Tim's at our home office in Pittsburgh. Uh, we continue to offer these programs for you as a value-added uh, offering. So we're, we're really glad that you're taking part in it, as well as our podcast episodes. Uh, we are recording this session and we will be putting it uh, online in the audio form only without the slides. Uh, but uh, feel free to, to take a look at the board and caller uh, podcast presentations. Uh, we have about 100 episodes on there right now, and this will probably be 101 uh, once we get it all put together and, and out there into cyberspace. So thank you all very much for attending today. It's, it's always great, great to do these things for you. Uh, have a great day and listen, be safe out there.